0: Talking to your microphone, please. I am here. Can you hear me? Are the TV people out there? <laughs> Hello, TV people. They're here.
1: Oh! <gasps> hey everybody welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm
0: your host mariah this is your host bailey i really wish i had like a tambourine or a the or last something. thing ba- you ä- is a
1: tambourine. <laughs>
0: how's it going B? hi guys <laughs> it's
1: been so great what a did great you week. know
0: that mercury's in retrograde and oh does that explain it and it's fucking kicking us in the cut <laughs> That's my excuse for anything at this point. Because I can't blame the spooky season. Like That is our season. We are one with I, the spooky season. I won't lie for a second. I'm like, is it Robert?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> no, because we were very respectful about Robert. And that's
0: why I refused to believe it or to feed into it. Nothing but hard respect week. for it's Robert. It's kind of a
1: bummer. You've had hard weeks all October long. And it's, it's our
0: favorite month. I know. It's been a royal shit show and... Again, I need to thank you for picking these stupid fucking movies because I can't even imagine having to... A have, serious no, one? I would die. <laughs> I would fucking die.
1: First of all, spooky season is not the time for anything serious. Right. It is time for joy and merriment and celebration. And if you're really that worried about it, send Robert a, um, a letter begging for his apology. I know. Might okay. as well.
0: I have something for you. Oh, my God. What is it? A I, surprise or a present? I got her school
1: pictures. Hey! You haven't seen the final. Oh my god, she's review. so cute. <laughs> Violet's school pictures dressed as Wednesday Adams. I love that she's holding the death moth pumpkin. And
0: it's like off to the side. So and she's casual. got her cocky little smile. When did she start doing this like cutesy pose? I don't understand it. I don't. She's It's so too cute. much. It's I wish we could share them with you guys, but we don't show you guys our kids, you little freaks. So the reason we're starting with how cute she is and how much we love the picture is because she's been a fucking cunt this week. Whoa!
1: <laughs> Coming in hard and heavy. I love her so much. I love her so much. But
0: the boundary pushing, it's been a lot and we talked about it briefly on the way in and it's just like who the struggle is real but as you pointed out we're going into Halloween it's like let's get it out let's let's yeah, go through it's the struggle there's a struggles. lot of excitement
1: going on she's also 4 mm-hmm. my daughter's 4 she's a real pill hopefully you've
0: been doing great though
1: they've been doing great together right what i will say is your daughter it's probably just a phase yeah. i have a sinking suspicion my daughter is just gonna be this way yours
0: is a hellion (laughs) she's she's, i can't wait listen she's coming in hot she is she she came out hot she has not simmered
1: i have gotten two i was blessed with two easy
0: children you knew you fucked up with this i know the
1: third one we should have really those two were perfect Mm -hmm. we were a perfect family for and i love this one and she's fun she keeps us on our toes but it is tray difficult Mm -hmm.
0: Anyways, that's our mom talk. No, you want going to go into my mom fail? What happened to me this week? Oh, shit. What happened to me on Monday, the first <laughs> fucking day of the week? I don't know. You tell them. I thought it was a great start to the week. I had an awesome drop off. Everybody was in a good mood. I get to work. I couldn't have been there for more than an hour before I get a text from the daycare letting me know that they had to track down this smell <gasps> In their facility uh-oh. so we are currently going through quite a little rain spell I guess it's like a very consistent drizzle very windy so my husband had to scramble and pull our garden our grow at the last minute and marijuana we, garden people we had to keep some of it inside and uh-huh. apparently this year's crop is really good because It made your child the stinky kid. It made my kid the stinky kid. (laughs) The daycare was so sweet and respectful. Like, please know beforehand that we adore you, but your kid reeks of pot. Oh, (laughs) my God. And of all the shit I talk about, my parents and the way they raised me never did they get a call from school informing them that their kid reeked of pot or anything. So, yeah. I'm mortified, and they think it's hysterical.
1: <laughs> I think it's hysterical. Right?
0: I just I just wanted to crawl into a ball and die. I don't
1: blame you. I would, too, if I was in that position. And uh, another friendly reminder for the 100th time, weed is legal in the state of California. We are not
0: breaking any laws. And the first thing I responded in a text to the owner, because it's not the teacher texting me, mind you. It's the fucking owner of right. the school. And I'm like, you know First and foremost, I would never put any child, whether my own or anyone else's, at risk, nor would I put your facility at risk. Like, I rely on this daycare. Right. Being a full-time working mom, it's like, I would never risk anything anything happening to anyone and they're like duh we fucking know you I know like (laughs) we we see the lunches you pack for your kid we're not like you're not gonna drug her it's not like I hotboxed the car and then took her to school right (laughs) that's so funny oh so that was my Monday and from there it just got better that is a mom fail but it is pretty Mm -hmm. funny Mm
1: -hmm. and we will note that as soon as that happened you got rid of
0: all the plants. Uh-huh. And They the, got shipped out that day. Yeah. And the person that took on that responsibility got in trouble the next day at work <laughs> for smelling <laughs> like pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh Which he God. took as a compliment. And he's all like, good on you, bro. Because last year this didn't happen. He's like, right. I'm going to need to get a new filter. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so funny. So yeah, really looking forward to this year. Can't wait to. Uh, Sample the crop I got to Get rid of two rats this week Fun Only two Well that I know of That I actually had to deal with If you
1: guys haven't been following along um, Bee's cat mimosa is a killing machine Yeah She mercs anything in her reach Yeah. Rats, mice, birds Has she brought in a lizard yet?
0: Oh many Yeah She rips off the tail and then lets them go (laughs) She's such a fucking
1: (laughs) psychopath do you i swear to god that what would be stressing me out is the idea that i'd have to deal with this for years
0: yeah but i guess the theory is is that she'll, she'll calm down
1: eventually because <laughs> she is still very young
0: uh so on we've been pretty good nick stays up much later than i do so usually before he'll, he'll go to bed he tries to shut the dog door right so right so she can't so she's go e- in or out you right. choose But sometimes we forget, and also it's been raining, so it's like, do we risk it? Yeah. So Tuesday, it was while Nick was putting Violet to bed still. It wasn't even like 8.30, and the bitch brings in a dead, well, what I thought was a dead baby rat. No, it was either in shock or just not moving playing dead. Because by the time I got to it with a couple red solo cups, no, it was fucking alive and trying to like climb up the wall. How do you do
1: this? So I, I like cry.
0: smashed the cup down, but I missed its head. Oh, my God. So it's like screaming and squirming. And then I had to scoop it up from the bottom and like hold it up against my body. How? Because otherwise I couldn't open the front door. I would have cried. Right? I would have just been in a puddle of tears. And I'm trying not to make noise because like obviously we're trying to put Violet down to bed. Nope. And so I managed to open the front door and I just chuck everything out. And then there goes Meow Meow. just out behind it shut the door shut the dog door. <laughs> bitch you are out for the and it comes out like ready to f- go for it and I'm like I got it I fucking got it I'm so proud of myself yeah. then I think it was Thursday night like no Wednesday I hear screaming at like 2.30 in the morning Jesus Christ I got lucky this night it was one in a trap under the sink oh but perfect. it didn't die it just got like its head stuck enough to die very slowly and scream uh-huh. for like a good couple was this hours. the fridge
1: rat that maybe hopefully Nick was terrified hopefully scared
0: of. so nick got to deal with that it was still alive in the morning when just he give goes- it to mimosa <laughs> just take care of it well he did i think he just threw it in the front yard yeah and why then- is your house so house <laughs> so rat infested <laughs> the chickens All the chickens that everybody has in the whole neighborhood. I don't have rats in my house. You don't have chickens. And you don't have a cat picking them off and bringing them inside to play with. Thank God. She's the one bringing them in. This is making me never want cats or chickens. Right. That's all your husband's talked about. Um, And then, (laughs) yeah, I think it was Thursday night, middle of the night, I heard like, screaming and thud 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 she got one in the bathroom but i got lucky it was hiding behind the toilet brush yeah so i was able to just scoop that up with like a dust girl, and girl how I- <laughs> are you this brave because it's either i get it out or i risk it dying in my closet and i'm not putting my room at risk anymore like i'm rambo now just get it the fuck out of my house i can't live with the idea of something being in my room i can't i can't no i would never i I can't do that again girl i can't even live with the idea of
1: a spider being in my room that like disappears (laughs) behind the dresser or something i'm like i guess i sleep in the living room now and that was it i
0: slept in the guest bedroom for days and then when nick went out of town i slept in the living room and it wasn't until we finally got it with a fucking trap and then you've got guts in your room and it. It's just the worst. So yeah, yeah, I'm willing to put myself. I'm never staying in your house again. This is so scary. Well, remember when we were recording, and every time she'd come in and out of the door, we would be like, "What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, no, what is it? What does she have?" Last night, Nick said, "How does this small, cute cat have the ability to scare the shit out of me every time I hear the flap?" Because you never know what's coming. Every time your heartbeat just goes up, and you like, okay, like that time she was going out, or. Okay, she does <laughs>
1: every <laughs> fucking time. And I think it was like last week I was the girls were playing outside and I was out front talking to your husband and you came out of the house and you had a bag mm-hmm. and he looked over. and He's like, oh, yeah, she's just getting rid of like a, a monster giant. sized rat. And I'm like, giant. how is she so calm doing this? Like, how is this happening? I, I would be a mess. He's like, yeah. well, when it's your hundredth time yeah. getting a rat out of your house, you start to get numb to it. <laughs> Look at you guys.
0: Oh, uh, So, yeah, it's been that's been a lot of fun.
1: Oh, my God. Right. A lot of excitement. The ironic part is you guys got a cat because there this. was rats in the yard, yeah. apparently because of the chickens. Um, and so she is doing her job.
0: She just won't kill them or leave And she leave brings them, them inside. Even if she brought them inside dead. Easier. But no. Fucking kill them, babe. Like, <laughs> stop playing with them. Stop torturing She's them. She's such a little psychopath. The way that she flips them up in the air. And then the looks she gives you after you get rid of them. Her playthings. Like, how dare you? I brought that in the house for us.
1: <laughs> oh my God. All right, Dahmer, calm She's down. The best. Can we please change her name to like Dahmer? Yeah. Mimosa Dahmer. <laughs> Mimosa Dahmer. All right, uh, what is this? You have present we've more things. We talked
0: about the. What house? went up for sale the conjuring house conjuring house went up for sale we talked about it a couple Girl, episodes ago. tell me you wouldn't die for this house in southern california oh nightmare on elm street house hits the
1: market for a killer 3.25 mil and even freddy krueger hilariously makes himself at home as he returns look, to the iconic home look
0: at these pictures so that they crazy. posted to <gasps> sell the house they're they marketing interest, geniuses yes look lounging by the pool look at this fucking backyard it's gorgeous look at this and it has like a little like in suite like a little studio little guest house it's so modern and chic and like and here's
1: freddie literally chilling by the pool yeah
0: no he's in the bathtub he's in the office Oh my the God, way they baby. are marketing this and i think the bids start on halloween of course they do yeah of course they do. brilliant.
1: The charming three bedroom home located in Los Angeles is a far cry from the shambled property featured in the hit 1984 slasher film. The Dutch colonial style home built in 1919. oh, And it's historical. It's, it's vintage. It's fucking stunning. we Will be accepting offers until midnight on oh, Halloween. So okay. they close the sale on Halloween. Love it
0: incredible and that's a huge fucking lot for southern california
1: yeah i mean it better be because this house quite frankly is not a three and a half million dollar house but it is in los angeles in los angeles it is Mm -hmm. in the bay area it's like a five million dollar house right but if you guys were to just see the house as is right now just this picture you'd be like
0: what yeah
1: like do you know the type of house you could buy in texas for three and a half million you'd have an
0: elevator (laughs)
1: <laughs> for sure you'd have an elevator. The, how incredible. Yeah. I'd love to live in that house. I know. Just, oh. not, not, just not in Los Angeles. Right. I'm not an LA person. I'm No. Nor Cal person. Just plop it. Speaking of Northern California, Please. how beautiful is Northern California right now? It's everything. Gorgeous. Everything. Stunning. The trees. All
0: different colors. Even though it's ruining my Halloween decorations, I'll take it. The because weather. Because it's giving incredible. us the fall yep. we've always dreamed of.
1: The the rain, the nice, brisk temperatures, not too cold,
0: Bitch, but nice and cool. you baked a pie this week just because. I baked a pumpkin pie because I was bored. Let me tell you, we did, Nick made butter from scratch. Yeah. He whipped the shit out of heavy whipping cream to actually make butter. Yep. Like, we're colonial people. No, I know. Well, <laughs> except for the but yeah. mixer. Right. Um, and then I did bread. Oh, my God. Yeah, I made fresh bread, and then he made broth from scratch out of a carcass mm-hmm. so we could make soup. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? This is it. Everything. We're living our I've dreams. have ever needed in life. Just a warm bowl of soup with fresh bread and butter oh, and shit. J- I can't oh. believe
1: you didn't. Give me any of the fresh
0: bread and butter. You thought there was bread left? There is still butter. We're going to, um, we want to make it into what's it, like a compote? Is that what it's called? Like yeah, that's all the fine. But I still... want it with fucking bread. I know. Well, I, I do and need what to. What type of
1: bread did you, now, I, walk me through the bread. Did you do it where you it was make it crusty? Bread.
0: It was TikTok bread. Yeah, but was it like a crusty it bread? Like very crusty. Crunchy on the outside? So crunchy. Perfect. Like where it hurts your mouth crunchy. Yes, that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. It's the perfect for like dipping into... Um, olive oil and shit because it's gonna soak up and it was like it was perfect soup bread because you could actually use it as a spoon Mm -hmm.
1: we love to see it i for my pie i made my normal pumpkin pie from scratch but i normally do a homemade pie crust and so i decided to experiment and see if i wanted to be lazy this year and i just bought like pillsbury's pie crust it is not as good it is not the same no it definitely works in a pinch but it was not as good as a homemade crust Duh, I but mean, yeah. what I'm getting to is on the um, topic of comfort food is then a couple nights later when it was really stormy and cold outside, I made cottage pie, not shepherd's pie because it's mm-hmm. beef, not lamb. Mm-hmm. I made cottage pie. But as it is when I make cottage pie, I don't put mashed potatoes on top because you know how I feel about my food mixing together. Right. So I normally make just a really rough, easy like biscuit dough yeah. and like drop, drop. it on a top of top. it. -hmm. But this time I took my second pie crust and put it on top.
0: So you made a pasty. No, a pasty. A a
1: pasty is like an empanada where it's all enclosed. Okay. This is the cottage pie on the bottom of a pie plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally I'd put biscuit dough on top. This time I did did a pie top of the pie crust, and it was good. Yeah. Not as still not as good as the biscuit top though. Okay. I feel like the biscuit top's better because it absorbs Mm -hmm. some of the like juices and grease Mm -hmm. from the cottage pie filling. Yeah. Oh, and then it's still like crispy on top. Anyways.
0: Now that we're an hour into the podcast. <laughs> we're only twenty minutes in. I wanna compliment you. You recommended celebrity memoir podcast. Yeah, to me.
1: celebrity celebrity book memoir, memoir book club.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I have been listening to it. Yep. And I like it quite a bit. But here's what's funny is just as Nick critiqued us, where he will fast forward through the beginnings. You fast forward to the beginning. I do. That's okay. I don't know what it is. It's not anything against them, but their banter and like the way that they go through their week. I'm just like, I don't have enough invested in you to care.
1: Yeah. And I feel like our real fans, who are not our husbands, do care about our banter
0: I like to think so as well I know I enjoy it right even though I'm here and I live it re-listening to
1: us well I think and I've said this before a million times I think the difference between us and a lot of air quote best friend podcasts is these people have became best friends as adults Mm -hmm. which is fine and valid and great but we just have a whole history a whole lifetime together so our banter is very like the way we talk to each other is very
0: effortless. Did we talk about that? How the person came to my house with Wyatt's phone <laughs> and was that like, "You're you're Mariah's sister, it right?" Was
1: Wyatt, one of Wyatt's best friends' mom. Wyatt had left his my son Wyatt had left his phone at their place, and she was going to drop it off, but my family wasn't home. Correct. And she knew that you
0: lived next door. Right. And so she just knocked on your door on a yes. random, and I'm fucking on another planet high because my kid's <laughs> asleep. And she's like, "Yeah, you're Mariah's sister." And I'm like, "Huh?
1: I am. Who's Mariah?" Right?
0: And she's like, "Yeah, aren't you the kid's aunt?" And I'm like, eh? And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm Auntie B. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> I that, forgot. Yeah. You're like I'm so high, I forgot we had kids. I'm right? I'm like, <laughs> I've got hair going in different directions. I'm like, I don't even know where my kid is. And you want me to care about uh, hers? So. That's so funny." <laughs> Um, Real quick, do we have a new
1: Child's Play review of the series? Oh,
0: my God. Thank God you reminded me. I do.
1: Oh, my God. So I
0: think I reached my peak on Wednesday where I was going to lose my shit. So Nick (laughs) took Violet to dance class. I stayed home and I took a bath. Yes. And I watched it. On my tablet in, in the, the tub, bath, I did fantastic, right? With wine, no rats, and like I had my Jason lights yep. going very and some, romantic, yes, right? Total, a total mood. I don't like it. <gasps> I can tell you right now, I don't like his face. I don't mind the doll of all of it, of all the things I don't like. The doll's not the problem for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't like the acting. It's too teenage angsty Uh for me. Mm -hmm. I don't really get where they're going with the story. Oh, my God. I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to watch the second episode. But I'm not thrilled so far. What I do have a good review for and I was not expecting. I know what you did last summer on Prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched the first. I do like that. Okay. I like the direction they're taking it. Mm -hmm. They have updated the story, kind of added their own spin to it, but it's still very close to the movie. And I get all the same feelings. Great. We're getting the same cliffy, beachy town vibe. Mm -hmm. Even though the characters are very current and very relevant to now, you could still see the characteristics, the traits in each of them that very much mirrors the originals. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. Great. Mm -hmm. So that, and I was not expecting that. If you had asked me going into it, I would have been like, I'm sure I'm going to love the Chucky, and they're probably going to take a weird direction on that. Yeah, but opposite. Mm -mm. Yep, very surprised, very happy. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll watch it.
1: Yeah. I never planned on watching the Chucky one. I just, I knew it wasn't going to be... What I would want it to be. Yeah. Um, I have been watching. I'm halfway through season three of You, which I know Ooh. you don't watch anymore, correct?
0: Oh, we're going to. Oh, we I just thought, haven't had time.
1: No, I thought you guys had started watching season one and you didn't like it. Oh, no.
0: We like it. Oh, perfect. Oh, we're up to date. So mm-hmm. you will love. spoiler well, not like now. Spoiler yeah. alert.
1: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Season three, you guys will love because it's basically dealing with marriage and babies. Yes. But it's the marriage of two fucking psychopaths. Right. But they somehow, the writers are so smart where even though what Joe and Love are dealing with are so out of our realm and not, they're still relatable. They can totally make it still relatable to like marriage Mm -hmm. and parenting. Of course. And then you sprinkle in some of the like anti vax versus vaccinated stuff in there too. It's very, very modern and current. And I think. You guys will like it a lot. I think you'll be able to relate to it a lot.
0: So we were talking earlier off the pod. Um, we wanted to get through sex ed. Yeah. We wanted to just finish that, which we did last night before we picked up because we also have big sky to go back Oh to, my lord. Right? And it's it's a lot to go back and forth. We like to kind of stick to one yeah. thing and go through it. So that's definitely next up on the plate. Yep. I've been doing maybe
1: an episode a night because I just want Lou doesn't watch it, so I'll just watch it myself on my phone or whatever. Interesting. What does he not care for? I don't know. It's Lou. He doesn't like anything. I know. (laughs) He doesn't like anything.
0: Is it popular? Did you say it was good? Uh, No. No. You'll love this. I've caught Violet watching like baking shows. My girl. Right? I've heard it in the background, and I just assumed it was, like, a commercial on YouTube or something. And I asked her today, I'm like, what are you watching? She's like, The Baking Show. (laughs) Like, duh. And I'm like, what are, what? And she's like, yeah, they're baking cakes, Mom. Like, stop. You're interrupting. Well, listen, you'll love this.
1: Zoe's (laughs) new... Do we need to trade, kids? <laughs> Zoe is obsessed with the song "Hocus Pocus" by Insane Clown Posse. <gasps> apparently, yep, we're trading. <laughs> right? What happened? What happened? She her favorite movie right now is Hocus Pocus, as but, it should be. But but she doesn't pick the Come Little. Children, well, what it is or, is
0: I put she, a spell on you.
1: She wanted to watch Hocus Pocus today. She watches it every day. And I couldn't find the remote this morning, and I was tired. And I was like, can we just look up Hocus Pocus on your tablet? And we did on YouTube, and a bunch of clips came up. I'm like, perfect. All the songs come up, little clips. It's all she really wants to watch anyways, right? But at some point on her tablet, I don't know how this happened, but the parental (sighs) controls got turned off. (laughs) And so she's like starting off with Hocus Pocus, and I didn't – do you know which song by ICP that is? No. Oh, it's your jam! It's from TikTok. It's the ha 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 ha! Fuck you! you.
0: Yeah, that's it. And oh my god, that starts to play. I on have
1: that CD. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And I'm like, we can't listen to this. And she is jamming. It's such a good song. Jamming out. She is in her zone. She loves it. (sighs) And so I finally convinced her to turn it off. And then I went. And I'm like, she'd be the cutest (sighs) evil clown. Oh, my God. She has the perfect little grin for it. She does. So anyways, I went and turned the parental controls back on. Thank you very much. And put back on regular nice hocus pocus. But, yeah, that's her jam right Um, now is ICP. I got to find her the edited version.
0: No, I'm convinced that it's going to be those two fucking constantly getting in trouble. And um, your older's narking on them all the time. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) All the time because they're so good. Like, they're just hanging out with their friends, chilling, and they're going to be like, oh my God, mom, look at those two. Yeah. There they go again. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We There's got so eyes much, they're so
1: much like us. I love them so much. They are, we have created the next generation. They're even almost the same age apart it's as ter- us. It's terrifying. They look exactly like us, mm-hmm. they act exactly like us. Yeah. It's the I end of the world. I love them. It's the end of the world. Okay, real quick, and then I swear to God, we so will get so into this episode, oh. guys. You and I talked about off-air last year, <laughs> last episode. I'm already drunk before we start this fucking it actual It feels like episode. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, That perfume line, Imaginary yes, Authors. yes. And I went through and told you all the crazy descriptions. Of course, I'll never forget. <clears throat> I'm not going to go through them tonight because it's a long list. But if you guys want to Google Imaginary Authors and go through the smelling notes of these perfumes, they are out of pocket. Did you pick your sample? I did and I ordered it.
0: Amazing. So then
1: I think going from here on out each week.
0: You're going to smell. I'll try
1: a new one. Yes. And give you guys a review. Yes. Like there's one, um, a city on fire that smells like blah, 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 blah. And, and a burnt gasoline, match. Right? Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> All right. So Imaginary Authors, it's this crazy perfume company. I love perfume. I
0: and doesn't it come in a book or no, like a ju- shelf or. It
1: comes in like a really pretty box. Yeah. And I'm very happy to report you get eight. Samples mm-hmm. for thirty eight dollars. That's crazy. Feels like a great deal. It is. And the bottles are all glass. Yes. So wow. Yeah. The packaging. Mm-hmm. The the hopefully the, the wood um, box,
0: the glass box. Oh, it might be a
1: cardboard box B. Don't get too crazy here. It
0: looked really nice. Bro. It does look like a We nice... were also a magnum and mm. white claws deep. Yes. I don't even <laughs> Yes, what an episode. <laughs>
1: so look forward to that. My imaginary author's review. Hey, if you guys have made it this long, do us a favor, leave a comment, leave a five-star. Whatever, a review. Whatever it is.
0: Please, mm-hmm. that'd a be heart, great. A bell, a thumb, a star, a ding.
1: We are currently, this is episode 58. This is our episode three or four of our spooky series. Four? Three. I think it's four. Oh, God. Because the
0: Exorcism, Robert the Doll. And- Pulp. Oh, so this ben is Polter the fourth Goss. one. Blew, this Goss. is our
1: fourth and final yes. episode in our spooky season series leading up to Halloween. We are taking an actual break for Halloween. So we decided to go out on a Halloween high note and bring you not a true crime story by any means, but a story that is so special to me. Incredible. A story that I have loved my whole life ever since I was a little girl and probably really laid the foundation for my love of... Not only like Halloween stories, but also like American folklore and like colonial folklore. I love that shit. Can you see how thick my stack is? Thank God, because my stack is very shallow. We are doing the legend and uh, it's not a true story of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And I'll give you some history of the famous legend. Shall
0: we do rules? Briefly, quickly. Really
1: quick, our THC patent pending drinking game. I don't need that fucking list okay. Bailey. I can raw dog it. Woo! Whoa. Woo! <laughs> Anytime we cheers, spill something, mention the USA Network classic TV show Monk. Mention a badass big sister. If we're recording outside of the pod shed, or we mention a past THC episode. Please take a big drink of whatever you are drinking, even if it's just water. We, of course, are drinking our beloved Dark Horse wine and White Claws, the THC classic. Or if you're smoking a J, take a hit off that bad boy. B will join you. You know it. So let's do a cheers to Halloween, to our Halloween episode.
0: And our THC family. (laughs) So thankful for you. This week's episode. You ready for this, B? Fuck yeah, I am. I forgot how much I was ready for this. Yes,
1: Queen. Okay, so I got everything from <laughs> history.com. Woo! SleepyhollowNewYork.gov. <gasps> Americanfolklore.net. Gov. Historyisfun.org. Woo! Westchestermagazine.com. Oh my goodness. TheHudsonIndependent.com. Is this <laughs> me? When we swapped places, remember how many sources I had? And I listened to a reading of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow just for free on YouTube. And that was an episode of Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Was it good? It was fantastic. Because you don't like
0: audio books. No, but
1: this I can listen to because her cadence was perfect. Her her rhythm and her speed of reading was good. Well... To who? For,
0: like, Violet. Mm,
1: maybe. I think Violet would have a hard time, though, because she's reading The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. So, so Violet's words. not going to understand but half of what she says. We
0: read to her the Hans Christian... I
1: know. I just Yeah. Okay. You know, maybe. Yeah. But what I do like is that they add sound effects. Oh. So,
0: that's fun. So, if she
1: talks about... Ichabod going into like a tavern yeah. they have the sound of the <gasps> clinking glasses and the chairs and oh, the murmur that. of voices yeah. yeah so they have um sound effects which I really on appreciate that was for free on YouTube I think it's also a podcast yeah I listened to it on YouTube because I didn't want to like deal with Spotify but I think it is also a podcast
0: very cool I'll check that out for sure even just for myself
1: amen so let's give you First, a quick brief history on Washington Irving, who is the author of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. He's born April 3rd, 1783, in New York City. He's raised in Manhattan until about 15 years old when he's sent upriver to Tarrytown, New York to escape a yellow fever outbreak. Wow. Tarrytown is like a major port city on the Hudson River and I think it's a couple miles away, like within three miles away or so. I think it might even be two miles away is the village of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. That is where he finds himself. And that is where he discovers this like long, deep history of ghost stories and myths and urban legends yeah. that haunt this little quaint village of Sleepy Hollow. Incredible. So Sleepy Hollow is a quiet Hudson River village that was found by Dutch settlers It's 25 Mm. miles north of Manhattan and it inspired Washington Irving to write The Legend of Sleepy Hollow which is credited as America's oldest ghost story. Awesome. So The Legend of Sleepy Hollow takes place in 1790 post-revolutionary war. Ichabod Crane is a school teacher from Connecticut, Washington. Irving mm-hmm. describes him as being scarecrow-like, very tall and skinny mm-hmm. and gangly. Mm-hmm. But he is kind and smart and very imaginative. In fact, some of the stuff in his classroom is sort of, I don't know about groundbreaking technology, but definitely like envelope-pushing technology. For the time. He's very, very imaginative. Mm -hmm. He's very much in his head. He comes to Sleepy Hollow, which is this pretty, idyllic, quiet village. But there's this, like, weird, stagnant, enchanted quality about it. Oh, yeah. It feels like everybody there and the village itself is kind of stuck in time. There's no real outside influence and... Everybody's kind of walking around in this enchanted days. In fact, I will read to you from the book The Legend of Sleepy Hollow to best describe it. What do you think it be?
0: M night shamalama ding-dongs the, the vi- Shining. No, the village. No, I mean <laughs> the
1: village. The shining. You're so fucking confident. <laughs> the village. The shining. The village. <laughs> the village. Very much the village. Yes. Yeah. So let's read from the actual Legend of Sleepy Hollow. How Washington Irving describes this hollow, a drowsy, dreamy influence seems to hang over the land and to pervade the very atmosphere. Some say that the place was bewitched by a high German doctor during the early days of the settlement. Others that an old Indian chief, the prophet or wizard of his tribe, held his powwows there before the country was discovered by Master Hendrick Hudson. Certain it is, the place still continues under the sway of some witching power that holds a spell over the minds of the good people, causing them to walk in continual reverie. They are given to all kinds of marvelous beliefs, are subject to trances and visions, and frequently see strange sights and hear music and voices in the air. The whole neighborhood abounds with local tales, haunted spots, and twisted superstitions. Stars shoot and meteors glare often across the valley than in any other part of the country. And the nightmare with her whole ninefold seems to make it the favorite scene of her gambles. Ooh! So obviously this place is filled with these old myths and ghost stories, which Ichabod eats up because they are told to him in abundance by the women of Sleepy Hollow. The women. Ichabod doesn't make a lot of money as a school teacher. And so as (coughs) sort of payment, he kind of bounces around people's houses And they, like, feed him and entertain him and just kind of let him, like, hang out. Sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, how do I sign up? (laughs) Go ahead and feed me and entertain me. Tell me your local ghost stories. Yeah, I'm down.
1: Now, of all these ghost stories, the HBIC. The head bitch in charge is the Headless Horseman. Of course. He is the main ghost story that gets passed around. It's the story of this soldier who lost his head in the Revolutionary War. You can see him riding his horse at night on these small quiet roads mainly by the old Dutch church still searching endlessly for for his his head. And if you get to this like bridge on Battle Hill you cross the bridge and he will follow you to a certain point and then disappear. Yes. Ichabod meanwhile meets and falls for a woman named Katrina. Katrina's a dime piece. She's oh, a yeah. 10 out of 10, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. And there are many men in the village who want her hand. They want to be her suitor. Amongst these men is Braun, Brom mm-hmm. Von Brunt, aka Brom Bones. Ooh. Great name, Braun. We love it. BB. He's got a big personality. He's really outgoing. And he's he's got known got as being BDE. A- <laughs> That's right, baby. BB got BDE. He's known as being a prankster and also being like the best horse rider in the village. Yes, please. So he is Mr. Popular. Yeah. A village, a local hero, if you yes. will. Yes. Yeah. He likes to intimidate Katrina's suitors away from her because mm-hmm. he's trying to get in that. huh mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he tries this with Ichabod. He tries to physically intimidate him. But Ichabod is smarter than that. And he avoids him and it doesn't work. Mm. So then Brom Bones takes to what he does know what to do, which is he basically just starts pranking Ichabod a lot to the point of like making Ichabod's life a living hell. Yep. Kind of like a poltergeist. Kind of. (laughs) Yes. Now, Ichabod's invited to a party at Katrina's parents' house. And Ichabod's kind of like the life of the party. He's like the guy, which is really fun. He's like, oh, it's going to impress Katrina. But then she doesn't really talk to him, and he's pretty heartbroken about it. Of course. So he gets on his horse that he borrowed from the family that is hosting him at the moment, and he starts walking home depressed. And earlier in the story, Um, Washington Irving really goes into the fact that when Ichabod's going around at night in these like little sleepy roads of the village, he's always spooked out. He always thinks he's seeing like an apparition or a ghost or a this or a that. He's anxious. And like I said, he's very imaginative. He's very in his head. Well, on this night, he does see a figure. And it becomes apparent that it is the Headless Horseman. He is riding without a head on his big black horse. He's got his, I think he's carrying his head and he starts chasing Ichabod. Ichabod is not fast enough and he gains on him and Ichabod goes to the bridge on Battle Hill where he expects the horseman to disappear, but this horseman does not disappear, follows him across the bridge, throwing his head at Ichabod, knocking Ichabod off his horse and That is the last Ichabod Crane has ever seen in Sleepy Hollow. Wow. The next day, the horse, Ichabod's horse that he was riding goes back to his owner. He goes Mm -hmm. home with obviously no Ichabod Crane. A search party goes out. They find hoof prints next to a smashed pumpkin (gasps) next to Ichabod's hat. Wow. And it is still up in the air of whether or not this was Brom Bones' playing a prank on Ichabod to finally run him out of town or was this the headless horseman that then captured Ichabod and took him away forever.
0: Incredible. What a story.
1: What a story. Again, the cliff notes version. I will say listening to it on that YouTube podcast thing. um, Washington Irving is a very talented author and he paints very visual pictures
0: it, that's what I'm... If that was the cliff notes mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that so much, I got a full picture. Like, I, it brought back memories of me being a child and seeing it in, like, a cartoon form for the first time. Ooh, Disney's uh, Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad. That was probably it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching it at my grandma's house. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So what inspired Washington Irving to write The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Well, the... Figure of the Headless Horseman dates all the way back to the Middle Ages, Mm -hmm. this rider without a head. In 1796, an author named Walter Scott writes The Chase, which I'm not sure if it's a story or I think it might be a poem. Okay, But I'm not 100% sure. But it's basically about the Headless Horseman chasing somebody, right? Walter Scott and Washington Irving become friends. So people are saying that that was probably a heavy influence on Washington's story. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, history tells us that there was a real soldier in the Sleepy Hollow, Terrytown area that was decapitated by a cannonball. Okay. And that happened at the Battle of White Plains in 1776, which was about eight miles from Sleepy Hollow. Okay. This was a battle of the Revolutionary War that the Brits actually won. So they won that little battle. Mm Mm-hmm. That battle was about the closest to an actual Revolutionary War battle that got to Sleepy Hollow because Sleepy Hollow was a neutral ground. So no
0: fighting. Of course, the Dutch would be neutral. Oh, great point, B. Hey!
1: Yes. So Sleepy Hollow is a neutral ground, which sounds great, but it actually led to a lot of problems for Sleepy Hollow. Because that means that both sides, the Redcoats and the Bluecoats, took advantage of this neutral territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They depleted Sleepy Hollow's crops and their cattle, their food. The soldiers would come in and abuse the locals. Okay. This also made it like kind of a powder keg for tension between the Brits and the Americans that would spill over into Sleepy Hollow. So even though it wasn't like revolutionary war battles, it was a lot of violence. Right. A lot of bloodshed happening in this neutral zone. This leaves the village of Sleepy Hollow with this kind of general PTSD. Like as a community, they're like fucked up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Timothy Dwight writes in 1777 after visiting Sleepy Hollow this is what he writes, quote, they feared everybody when they saw and loved nobody. Fear was the only passion by which they were animated. Their houses, scenes of desolation, the walls, floors and windows were injured by both violence and decay and were not repaired because they had not the means of repairing them and because they were exposed to the repetition of the same injuries so we're talking like a pretty bleak landscape yeah that washington irving is walking into i mean he's coming in a few years after this but still it kind of leads to that sleepy hollow that washington describes of being kind of stagnant Being kind of stuck in time and also really having a penchant for those ghost stories and and darker, creepy folklore. Right, right, right. right. Now, let's take a sip of wine because I'm not done yet.
0: Okay. Ooh.
1: Now, in the beginning, Washington Irving, as I read, claims that Sleepy Hollow is bewitched by a, quote, high German doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. Who people believe that he's actually talking about is a real person named Hulda, aka Hulda the Witch, aka Hulda of Bohemia. Okay. Hulda is a real person. She's first seen in 1770. She's very different from the locals. Mm hmm. And so, of course, different means bad. And the minister of Uh, the old... We
0: know all about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh,
1: The minister of the old Dutch church immediately says she's a witch. Stay away from her. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Been there, done that.
1: Most villagers, you know, listen to him and take heed. Hulda then goes off to live in a cottage in the woods, specifically on Spook Rock, where she... Lives her own independent woman <laughs> lifestyle. She trades with the local Native Americans to help maintain her lifestyle. Fantastic. Yes. So when people are sick and starving from all of the bullshit that both sides of the war are putting them through by killing their cattle and eating their crops and being abusive pieces of shit, Hulda would deliver food and herbal remedies to their doorsteps in hand-woven baskets that she wove herself, which, of course, is, like, notorious as being, like, a witchy thing to do. Oh,
0: okay. Woven.
1: Which makes sense because it's, like, a handwoven basket. Who else are famous basket weavers? Native Americans. They all get kind of lumped into these, like, witches right. and evil people. Anyway, she would leave her hand-woven baskets of food and herbal remedies on the door of sick and starving people. Some people declined, but over time, more and more started to accept out of desperation, if nothing yeah. else. And when those things would help and get them healthy again, they would be so grateful that they would go to her cottage in the woods, woods and leave her presents as a thank you.
0: Okay, then.
1: Despite being an outcast and despite being a air quote evil witch, at one point, the villagers have had enough of the abuse, especially from the Brits. The Brits have kind of moved in and being dicks. Mm-hmm. And the villagers form a militia to stand up against them and be like, fuck you. yeah, Get out of our village. Okay, Who's the first one that grabs a musket? Our, go- our girl, Holda. Why not? She grabs a musket. She meets up with everybody on... Battle Hill. Yes. Where she personally takes out several yes. British soldiers before unfortunately Hulda is shot to death in 1777 on Battle Hill. Okay. Now the local militia at first were just gonna let her body lay there and rot. Yeah. But the men in the militia whose families that she had saved or helped We're like, no, that's bullshit. So they picked her up and they carried her back to her cottage in the woods where they found not only a Bible, but they found a bunch of gold that she had been collecting that she then willed to the widows of the Revolutionary War in the village of Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. So she left her worldly possessions to fellow women and widows of the war.
0: Yes, she did. Okay,
1: thank you. Today, of course, we now know it, whether she's a witch or not, she is somebody to be celebrated. You can celebrate Holda on Holda night in Sleepy Was that a spill? Uh-uh. Oh, thank God. That was
0: a paper spill.
1: <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> you can celebrate Hulda on Holda night in Sleepy Hollow with a lantern walk and Aww. campfire stories of Holda. And in 2019, she got a new memorial because, by the way, after the whole taking her back to her cottage thing, They did decide that she was worthy of being buried at Old Dutch Church Cemetery, which was a very big deal back then for a single woman who they thought was a witch. Obviously. They buried her in sacred ground. Yeah. So she is still buried there. But now she has a new memorial that reads Hulda of Bohemia, which is where she is from. Apparently, do you know Bohemia is a country or like a region? I only know of
0: Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) You know? No, I definitely knew it was like a place. Well, good for you. I didn't. Okay. So, you
1: new... thought it was like
0: bohemian chic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so she, her new marker says, Hulda of Bohemia died 1777, herbalist, healer, patriot. Yes. Felled by British while protecting militia. Buried here in gratitude for her sacrifice. That's respectful. There you go. Hold of the witch, the... We Second most famous person coming out of Sleepy Hollow get
0: a like a happy ending like like that's a fairly decent turnaround on her story.
1: It's great, yeah, and it just goes to show back then anything could make you a fucking. She weaved baskets, they're all witch. witch! Oh, that bitch! Fucking try to give me healing
0: medicines in a basket.
1: And real quick, we'll tie this up with our boy Washington Irving. Of course, he wrote Legend of Sleepy Hollow. He also wrote. A story which is so funny because I don't think I've ever read the origin story of this, but I've heard the story a million times, which is Rip Van Winkle. Mm-hmm. He is the one who wrote Rip Van Winkle. He inspired the first real American authors like Nathaniel Hawthorne and Edgar Allan Poe, who both listed him as major influences on their works. Incredible. He invented the word Knickerbocker, <gasps> which. <gasps> If you're a basketball fan, you will know that the New York Knicks are technically the New York Knickerbockers. They shortened it to Knicks so it wouldn't be so goddamn embarrassing. That's so cute. And he wrote a story about Christmas where he brought back these old, kind of English meaning like British Christmas traditions that had kind of died out in the New World in America. Maybe, I don't know, but okay. he just brought back like old timey British Christmas, mm-hmm. including stories of St. Nicholas, who flies over treetops in his wagon. So some could say that Washington Irving is responsible for bringing Christmas as we know it to America. Oh, He lived out the rest of his life in that Tarrytown, New York area. He died November 28th, 1859, and he was buried in sleepy hollow wow.
0: new york there you go guys the history of the real life sleepy hollow i hate history in school and that was so much fun so much fun so much fun i loved the hold part. yes and
1: i'm gonna try to tie her in i know that's how i got on the hold thing because i remember there being a lady in the uh, woods yeah, a sleeping yeah, hollow. for sure and that's the path i took yeah. and then i realized that holda actually had nothing to do with it but it doesn't matter we got her it's in there it's still fun it's still fun that's what tonight's episode is about it's our halloween episode yeah and now we are an hour in so <laughs> are you ready to talk about the movie oh my god with my
0: fucking like 17 <laughs> pages of notes it's the halloween extravaganza he's okay so obviously tim burton Right. Incredible. Tim Burton. 1999 Sleepy Hollow. I'm going to do my best not to fuck it up. It's so detailed and well done. Yeah. It's so beautifully put together.
1: Yeah. It's oh. easily one of my favorite Tim Burton movies and I feel like it gets slept on a lot.
0: It holds up over time. Mm -hmm.
1: And it could be that I'm such a Sleepy Hollow fan in general. Right. But I do love this. I'm a big Tim Burton fan and this is easily one of my top five favorite Tim Burton movies.
0: We have dark ominous music playing in the background as the camera pans across the images of someone signing their name as witnesses of the last will and testament of peter van garrett okay we see the document being sealed with red wax and stamped with the image of a windmill a horse-drawn carriage goes through the woods at night and the man inside looks scared as fuck as he peeks out the side window Also,
1: I would like to say the red seal with the windmill, so we are getting all the Dutch tie-ins. Oh,
0: it's for sure a Dutch community. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. We hear the horse screech before the sounds of a sword cutting off the driver's head. Mm. The scared man inside jumps out of the carriage and runs for safety into a cornfield where he comes face-to-face with a scarecrow. Yep. It looks... A lot like the one from Home Depot that I really want with like the Inferno head or whatever. Before we hear the sound of the horse followed by the what un- sheathing of a sword. And we see the blood splattered across the face of the jack-o'-lantern on the scarecrow mm-hmm. in the cornfield. Suddenly, we're transported to another location. We don't know where we are yet. And we are introduced to our main character, our Ichabod Crane, played by none other than Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Episode 27, Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah, that's right. And 54, Make It Snow. Make It Snow, our blow episode. This is when we find out he is an investigator, like a constable. He's Constable Crane. Mm -hmm. It's. New York City, nine, or hello, 1799. <laughs> He's trying to convince some guy to allow him to perform an autopsy to determine the cause of death of a body that they found in the river. But it's the fucking 1700s or whatever, and the guy's like, you found him in the river. It's pretty obvious that he drowned. <laughs> right. Like, we're not just going to go cutting into bodies, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, this is, like, not the norm. So he's very much looked down upon. <laughs> he's like, we aren't heathens. And we see Ichabod stand before court saying that our justice system is flawed. Jail's full of innocent people. Very woke for his time. Yes, right? we love him. When, yeah. He's like, innocent people um, are being set up because we refuse to use up-to-date science and facts and we only believe what makes sense to the human eye. So like you said, he's very, he's got like his own ideas and he's like beyond the times, right? Very imaginative. They don't appreciate his criticisms at all. (laughs) So they're like, guess what? You want to go chop up? Bodies go to Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> they got plenty. A distant Dutch community outside of the city where three people have been killed in a fortnight. Which is two weeks. Yes! Way to go. Thank you. Thank yes. you. That is all that British media I consume. I'm going to drink to that. They tell them, take your fucking weird ass experiments there and good luck. <laughs> like, we're going to fuck about Sleepy Hollow? Go cut up some bodies. They're like, when you do find the killer, though, right? Because, you know, whatever happens, happens. They're like, bring him back to our court for justice.
1: (laughs) Just little sweet constable. Ichabod's going to bring in this mass murderer. Mm -hmm.
0: He is very nervous and anxious and very pale and frail looking, so I would go with that, right? That whole vibe. He's, you know, up for the challenge. He packs up. We see him releasing this little bird he has in a cage. What's it? A cardinal or something? I don't know. Whatever. Is it red? Yeah. Cardinal. Yeah. Releases it. Oh, it's symbolic. It's whatever. Whatever. <laughs> He's going through his notebook while he's in the carriage on his way. And it's full of sketches and notes about the murders and the investigation. And we see these strange markings on the palm of his hand. It looks like he was poked by something. When he arrives in Sleepy Hollow, it's like the town that dreaded sundown. Mm. Like he's walking through the town and everyone's slamming their door shut. And locking their windows, and there's like a night guard getting ready. And they're well, like,
1: We've done an episode on the town that drove sundown. Oh, down. Yes, what we episode know. was it? I didn't write
0: it down. <laughs> it's like episode four. Hello. I, I can look it up while you talk. Um, but it's very obvious. Um, and we see the guy getting ready for his shift where he's like supposed to look out over the woods, right? right. Ichabod is making his way to a very large mansion. And while waiting at the door, there's this couple in the shadows, fucking hot and heavy, getting at it like right at the door, like mm-hmm. making out, hands all over, all over each other. But we don't know who they are. We don't get to see them. Inside the mansion is a party. Hey, right? We talked about a party in your story. We see a girl blindfolded playing a game called like the pickety witch.
1: Right? Mm. Pickety
0: witch, pickety witch. Who's she gonna give a kiss? Um, she chooses Ichabod. Oh, but is she still blindfolded? Yes. Not knowing. And Brom. <gasps> Brom Bones. Is very upset. He Who's is, Brom played by? N- we don't know. Nope. Some nobody. Mm-mm. No one's significant to us. And he is not having it. Demands to know who this stranger is. Just <laughs> walking in and getting his kiss. Ichabod dismisses him. And asks for the head of the house of Baltus Van Tassel. Baltus is Dumbledore. Which one? What do you mean? There's (laughs) more.
1: God damn it. (laughs) There's two Dumbledores. The first one died. So there's a Dumbledore for one and two. And there's a Dumbledore for three through eight. I don't
0: fucking know. You're going to have to tell me. I just took there's, the wind right out of your sails. There's a follow-up for next week. We have a follow-up. Or, well, we're not doing one next week. But we I'm going to a- do a follow-up
1: right now. Mm. and Because all I have to do is look up. The cast, and I will tell you
0: which work. Like, it is. We haven't had a follow-up in a while. But anyways, so the young lady playing this fucking witch game, Baltus's daughter, Katrina, is played by Christina Ricci from episode 36, Monster. And Baltus and his wife are explaining that they're hosting the party to just bring light on these dark days that have fallen upon their sleepy town.
1: Also, it's the second Dumbledore. Thank you. And I will tell you my favorite Dumbledore. Love it. I, controversial opinion time, did not like the first Dumbledore. Well, cheers. Cheers to that. We got the good Dumbledore. We got the good one. A lot of people in the Harry Potter world prefer the first one. And I, quite frankly, don't know what Fucking books they were reading. Hey. Because the first one is nothing. I trust
0: your taste. Like the book Dumbledore. And the second Dumbledore is much more like the book Dumbledore. Not even going to question. Great. <gasps> Should we pause for some rain? ASMR. ASMR. I think the rest of the country is used to hearing
1: rain. Okay. think it's just us that's like. Oh my God. so rain. It's so Half of the country is like, yeah, it's snowing here. Dum dum, Move on. But okay. it does sound great. And a right it started right before. Oh, you finally did it. You finally made the noise. <laughs> it's been 10 episodes. Do you remember that person I said commented that whenever you make a noise, that we should add it to the drinking game, that whenever you make that noise. And I, <laughs> I don't know how many episodes it has been. Like a million. Mm, but do you remember that? Yes. That's the noise no. you haven't made it since. But she said, anytime B goes, we should drink. So, shout out to you. I'm so sorry, I can't remember your IG handle right oh, now. It's been now. 8, so long, but B finally made the noise. How ex- what an exciting time! And you time. remember, I did remember. Well, here's I've been to you. listening for
0: it every single <laughs> fucking episode. The fact that you've forgotten to remind me of certain things, but you've remembered this. Yeah. Incredible. Well, then. I don't even know where I am in my (laughs) notes. God. We're only on page two. Okay. Okay. Most of the town people, not impressed that Ichabod's come, but the people that work for the wealthy Van Tassel family are like, thank God you've come. Right. Right. Very. Oh. In a meeting of the town's most wealthy and influential people, we've got the doctor, the reverend, the notary, the magistrate, and Ichabod, and they're all going over the facts. Ichabod's like, I got it. We got a father and a son, Peter and Dirk Van Garrett. They're killed, found together, both beheaded. And one week later, the lady widow, Emily Winship, also beheaded with their heads found beside them and they're like nope stop right there we've never found their heads
1: why did he think that they he just assumed
0: that's what he's been told right he's they're going over the facts they're like nope no heads okay the locals believe the killer is none other than the headless horseman the undead They call him a Hessian. What's a Hessian? I'm not sure, but that's what he's called in real life, too. He's known as the Headless Horseman or the Headless Hessian. Okay. The apparition of a German soldier from American Revolution who was known for his love of carnage, riding his steed, Daredevil, at full speed into battle, cutting off heads of his enemy as he goes. He meets his fate. When he and his horse go into, like, an open area, his horse gets shot. Mm-hmm. He falls off the horse. He runs into the woods for cover. And he comes across <gasps> those two little twin girls, the blondies. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Pause. Pause. Who's our fucking headless horseman? I was gonna ask I'm like, you, sorry, but I, I, maybe I was the too big into the story. I'm like, coming up. who is our headless horseman? Christopher,
1: motherfucking walking, right? Oh my
0: god, he kills this. He kills everything. I mean, just he's so good in everything he does. Insane. A so king. He like whispers, like, shh, and the fucking cunt. One of them breaks a branch, alerting the other soldiers. Yeah. So, one sister collecting the wood takes off. Twins, right? She's running, and the other one is hiding. She wants to see what's about to go down. She's a bad girl. Ooh. (laughs) When the soldiers come up, he manages to kill at least eight. It's fucking epic. Pretty good. It's epic. Before finally they chop off his head with his own sword. God damn it. Right? His body is laid to rest under the very tree where they spilled his blood. Ooh. And they now believe two years later that he's come back for revenge.
1: And just to let you know, in the legend of sleepy hollow, there is a tree.
0: Amazing. And was there a tree? Last week in the hey! poltergeist. I'm gonna drink to that. Fucking creepy tree. In the poltergeist
1: and in the curse of the black hope. Mm-hmm. Or curse of black hope cemetery. Fucking trees. Fucking trees. Okay. Should that be the name of this episode? <laughs> fucking trees.
0: Especially because we started I, the episode about... <laughs> I smoke a lot of trees. Trees made your kid the stinky in class. Oh, clowns. that's a lot of tree. Okay. While the story makes Ichabod shaky, he's Constable Crane, and he believes science and facts, so he's not going to be like... Oh, this headless horseman, right? He's not going to succumb to hysteria. No, no, no. He's skeptical. From the watchtower, we see that the night guard is looking out at a fog-covered woods when we see the fire lanterns going out. Uh-oh. Right? It's like someone blowing the candles out on a birthday. Cake. We see animals fleeing from the woods as we hear a horse and a gunshot but we don't see what happened we see the guard running for his life through the woods followed by the horseman coming up right on his trail and then chopping off his head
1: this horseman is taking a lot of heads oh yeah
0: they're not holding back it's probably like pg-13 too i didn't even look no yeah for sure Mm -hmm. it is The next morning, the news of the murder is announced, and Ichabod is being taken to the body, where again, there is no head found. We learn our fourth victim is Jonathan Masbeth. Ichabod is struggling with why the heads are being taken, because in his studies, this is a tactic used by killers to hide the identity of their victims, but in this case, we already know who the victims are. So what's the reasoning behind it? He determines the beheading was done in one powerful thrust. And it was instantly cauterized. And the blade was used. It was as if the blade was used with fire. And they determined it was the devil's fire. Of course. Right. At the funeral, we meet Jonathan's son and called none other than Young Masbeth, right? Like, no name does Young Masbeth. And Ichabod is informed that um, Jonathan is not the fourth victim, he's actually the fifth, but there's only four graves. Mm. So, a little brain teaser there. The next day at dawn, Young Masbeth and Ichabod exhume the prior victims to see what's happening. When Ichabod discovers a cut on the abdomen of the young widow that leads him to discover that she was with child. Oh, dear. Four graves, five victims.
1: Right. So the child was also beheaded?
0: She was with child. Yeah. Oh, so they counted it.
1: I I went to a real
0: gruesome place. (laughs) I pictured the headless horseman taking the child. Well, we'll get to that. While riding back to the Van Tassel home that evening, Ichabod is chased by the headless horseman who throws a fiery jack-o'-lantern at his head, knocking him off his horse. But all of this was actually a trick by none other than Braun out of jealousy over Katrina. So, in our actual legend of Sleepy Hollow, it ends here. Yeah. While lying on the forest floor, Ichabod has a vision of his mother from when he was a child. But the vision goes from a dream to a nightmare as he suddenly wakes up in his bed and has no clue how he's gotten there. He finds Katrina sitting at his side, reading by the fire, and learns that her mother died a few years ago... Her father has since remarried to the woman that we now know as Lady whatever Van Tassel mm-hmm. to her stepmom and that that was the woman that cared for her mother on her deathbed. Ooh. okay. Ichabod, it is. Ichabod questions why he was not informed of the link between the Van Garrett family and the Van Tessel family. And Katrina's like, everyone knows that everyone in Sleepy Hollow is linked in one way or another. Of course. Right. There's only so many families to go around, guys. So the Van Garrett family provided her family with the cottage on a plot of land and allowed them to eventually become like the most wealthy businessman of the town right Right. like their mansion status now and Katrina gifts Ichabod with one of her late mother's books which is a book of spells oh shit and suggests that he keep it close to his heart for Mm -hmm. safekeeping she then takes him to their now run down cabin in the middle of nowhere where she was raised. All that's left is like a fireplace and like the the bones of the building. Yeah. And they um notice marking or she notices the markings on Ichabod's hands, and he says he can't remember how he got them. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The similarities between Katrina and the visions that we've seen of Ichabod's mom. Like, they very much mirror one another. They're very similar. How very Macbeth of him. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got that piece of paper where you have a cage on one side and the drawing of the cardinal. on. And the, then you, like, flip them, you spin them. And she does that or he, he does that for her. And she's like, oh, so, you know, magic. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. I guess. Because she's a witch, obviously. Yeah. But it's like he hasn't put that together yet. Yeah. So, walking about town, Ichabod sees through a window the most influential man, again, the magistrate, arguing about something where eventually he packs up his shit and he decides to leave town. The magistrate, not Ichabod. Yeah. Ichabod confronts him like, what's up, bro? Like, why are you leaving? And he is like, what's up with the widow's baby? Ichabod demands to know the name of the baby's father, and just then, the horseman comes and slices off the magistrate's head. Oh, shit. Right in front of Ichabod? Right in front of Crane. Dang. Mm-hmm. Ichabod thinks, obviously, now the horseman is going to kill him, and he passes out, but he's left alive. hmm Why? I don't know. Right? Oh, my gosh. In a panic back at the van tassel household ichabod is trying to convince them of what they already know like yeah bro that's what we've been trying to tell you Mm -hmm. right like we get it and he faints again and we have another (laughs) vision of his mom him fainting
1: all the time all the time all the
0: time he we have again it's a dream like it's very like oh white lights and very and then it goes into this ah, and we see her floating his mom floating in the forest before she's being punished for something and led towards a red door and she goes behind the door at this point we don't know what's behind that door the town is convinced Ichabod is going to bail on them like once he comes back yeah, of- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they decide to, like, figure out what to do on their own. But when he comes to, he's like, nope, I'm going to face my fear in the name of science. I'm going to figure out what the fuck is going on in this town. He's All like, right, Ichabod. He's like, me and young Mazbeth. Yeah, <laughs> we got this. Right? My sidekick. We're going to do this. <laughs> young Mazbeth, He's in it. He's convinced that there's a connection between the victims. Masbeth reveals that there was an argument in the Van Garrett household the night, or one night, a few weeks past, where his father was called to the household, but he never learned why, right? So he saw his dad leave. He knew there was something going on. He didn't know what was up. While riding through the woods in search of clues, they hear a woman's voice, and they come across a cave. inside they find a woman Mm. possibly a witch possibly like Holda the witch maybe Mm. she's very welcoming Ichabod doesn't want to throw the term witch around loosely so like he never refers to her as that but that's kind of what we're going with right
1: again very woke
0: for his day they leave young Masbeth outside And Ichabod follows her into like this stony type of thing. Mm -hmm. And she chains herself to the wall as she summons something. She takes on the form of a spirit and gives him instructions to go where the sun dies. Where he will find the tree of the dead and the horseman's final resting place before her head falls off. Oh, dear. Right. Panicking. <laughs> he gets Masbeth, and they leave in a hurry before bumping into Katrina, who just so happens to be out there in the woods. How ironic. Right? So it's almost like a tender moment between the two. Like, they almost kiss. Like, what are you doing in the woods? Mm. Mm. And I will
1: say about Katrina in this one, um, If I if I remember correctly, everything and everybody else in Sleepy Hollow are like grays and blacks and blue kind of filtered. But isn't Katrina always like whites and reds and like bolder colors?
0: She's very, I would definitely say like white. She kind of like casts a she glow. She like stands out from yeah. everything else in Sleepy Hollow. For sure. Mm-hmm. Together the three find the tree of the dead. And it's dripping in blood. Agabod takes an axe to the tree as if he were cutting up a human body, blood splattering everywhere, covering his face and clothes. And he peels the bark back as if he were peeling human flesh away from the bone. Perfect. (laughs) Finding the severed heads of the stolen that were stolen by the horsemen. Yes. Right. Within the tree. They see a sword that's kind of grown into the roots and they dig away at that and find that that is the horseman's grave as the soil's loose right it gets obvious someone's been digging there already and his head's missing this leads Ichabod to deduce whomever stole the head is trying to control the horseman and is using the tree as a portal allowing him into the living world and soon after we see exactly this happen Okay. The tree opens. Mm -hmm. The horseman comes out, frolic into the woods, and Ichabod follows close behind, but he can't keep up and loses him in the fog. We see the horseman go into the village. He kills the village midwife, her husband. She does her best to try to hide her young child under the floorboards, but the horseman knows that he's there. And he does kill Aww. I know. He he gets them all. He gets the whole family. Katrina's toy boy a uh, toy boy. <laughs> boy toy. Braum is the night guard on this night. He hears the boy scream and he arrives too late as we see the horsemen walk out of the house with a sack that's clearly full of their severed heads. Crazy.
1: Man, this movie has a
0: lot to do with the village. Mm-hmm. The two are very similar. Brom puts up a good fight, but even with the help of Ichabod, who arrives just in time to see what's going on, they are no match for the horsemen, and Ichabod is stabbed through the shoulder, but Brom gets sliced in half from the waist. It's rough out here, Brahm. Ichabod regains consciousness when he's back in bed at the Van Tassel household. He's being cared for by the town doctor while we see Katrina somewhere else in the house brewing some kind of potion, mm-hmm. right? We can only hope to help Ichabod. One can hope, right? Back in Ichabod's room, we see Baltus and the doctor um, informing that the horseman is like killing targets before ichabod passes out again and has more visions of his dead mom and finally in this vision we see him go behind the door and it looks like a torture chamber right there's just fucking weird devices everywhere and it looks like a tomb where Uh you would keep like a mummy Mm -hmm. right and he sees the eyes of his mom and it scares him so he jumps back and he like puts his hand down on something that's covered in spikes right impaling his hand with all the little spikes Mm -hmm. when he wakes up his hand is bleeding Uh as if it was a fresh marking Mm -hmm. okay also beforehand before the dream ends the tomb bursts open spewing out blood Uh and the dead body of his mom being like thrusted out like fun it's a very aggressive scene (laughs) luckily when he wakes up katrina's there to comfort him he passes out again (laughs) finally (laughs) the next time he wakes up the lady van tassel is there by his bedside for some reason cutting up an apple for him to eat as young Masbeth brings him some water. Ichabod and Masbeth confront the notary who confirms the conspiracy. They reveal that the first victim, Peter Van Garrett, had secretly married the widow Winship who was pregnant with his baby. What we saw at the very beginning of the movie was the new will and testament naming the rightful heir to his estate being this new woman. Oh, shit. Damn. From this, Ichabod infirms that all the victims thus far were either beneficiary, beneficiaries of the estate or were witnesses of this new will and testament. And whomever is controlling the horseman was written out, and he thinks that's Baltus. Oh dun, my dun, God. Da. Upon learning of Ichabod's accusations against her father, Katrina tries her best to burn any evidence that would confirm this. Ichabod finds her at that burnt-down cabin in the woods or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have this big fight and it's a whole blah, blah, blah. Ichabod is in his room when he finds Katrina going through his shit. And when she leaves... They f- see a tarantula crawl underneath his bed. Mm-hmm. Ichabod screams like a little girl <laughs> and jumps on a chair.
1: This like vision of Ichabod is like an anxious, scared, constantly passing out. All the time. is so funny.
0: So young Masbeth is like, I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like they move the bed and there's this dia- diagram drawn in chalk. Underneath Mm -hmm. his bed. And he's like, it's witchcraft. Someone's trying to like plague me. Mm -hmm. Okay. He thinks it's bad. That night, Ichabod and Masbeth see Lady Van Tassel sneak out to have a booty call in the woods. Oh, with who? We don't know. During the romp, she grabs a dagger and slices the... Slices her palm open and rubs her blood all over whoever it is that she's getting down with. Kinky. Mm-hmm. Ichabod returns to find that um, whatever Katrina was doing in his room, like she's gone through all of his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that he had written down. And so he doesn't trust her anymore. And so back at the Van Tassel household, Ichabod is running into the lady of the house who he just saw fucking someone in the woods. So he also doesn't trust. Her hand is bandaged and she's like, I know you saw me. Mm -hmm. So they have a confrontation. He promises to keep his mouth shut just as her husband Baltus comes in to inform that there's a town meeting because the notary has killed himself. We hear the church bells ringing as we see the Lady Van Tassel collecting flowers by the edge of the woods. And Balthus is like, bitch, can we hurry the fuck up? Like, can we go? Mm-hmm. As we see the horsemen come up behind her, but we don't see her die. Mm-hmm. Instead, we see everyone else gathering at the church, including Katrina, as her dad rides up and informs her of her stepmother's death and that the horseman is following right behind, so everyone is, like, panicking. Yeah, of course. Right. Once in the church, Baltus announces that the horseman has killed the Lady Van Tassel. We see the horseman just outside through the windows circling the church. He cannot enter. So instead of, like, going over the bridge and disintegrating, like, he can't go on to church ground. Sacred ground. Because he, we see him throw something at the ground and it disintegrates. Right. Right. So he's like, well, can't do that. Katrina is sitting on the ground drawing another diagram. Right. We see this. No one else does. As... The chaos is going on. All the witnesses of the testament turn on each other. So we see first the reverend kill the town doctor. Oh my god! By smashing his head open with a wooden cross. And we're just panicking. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, fuck the horseman knows. Like we're gonna die anyway, so I'm just gonna kill you, and then hopefully he won't kill me. And then Baltus shoots the reverend in return. Before the horseman decides to get Baltus with a makeshift harpoon through the window. Incredible. It was. So we see this Baltus guy get harpooned with like a fence. What is it? A picket, whatever, like through his body. Pulls him through the window, out the church. His head gets shoved in between the fence posts and then the horseman circles back gets the head. Katrina screaming. It's a mess. Okay. So clearly she's watching her dad die. So Katrina passes the fuck out and she drops the chalk which alerts Ichabod and he sees the diagram that she drew on the church floor that matches the diagram that was under his bed And he's like, what the fuck? It seems a little sus. It's sus, right? It's sus AF. Mm -hmm. Okay. She is taken home to rest. And we see Ichabod attempt to leave, thinking he's figured everything out. He believes now that Katrina's the one controlling the horseman. Yeah. On his way out of town, we see... The Lady Van Tassel's body being taken into the morgue and once again the cut on her hand. But sometime, or for some reason, Ichabod's like, there's something about the cut on the hand that makes him reconsider. He's like, something's up. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. He finally looks through the book Katrina gave him, the book of spells that belonged to her mom, and finds the diagram she drew was actually a protection spell. She was trying to keep him safe the whole time. Demands they turn around. And when he examines the body of the Lady Van Tassel, he realized the mark was made Mm post-mortem. So it couldn't have been while the lady was alive Mm -hmm. like he saw. And so it wasn't the same body. Right. So after he examines the body, we then see Katrina sitting by the fire and then the still-alive Lady Van Tassel coming up beside her. Katrina, thinking she's seen a ghost, faints as the lady cuts off a lock of her hair to summons the horseman to take her as the next victim.
1: So it's been her stepmom all along.
0: Correct. Katrina comes to this, and the lady takes this opportunity to reveal like what's going on that she and her family had lived in the house that the cabin in the woods or whatever yeah. that was given to Katrina's family right so they picked kicking one family out and giving it to the other evicting them with nowhere to go and nothing in their name so she was one of the little girls in the woods that day oh uh. She was the one that broke the twig, that alerted the soldiers, that Mm. killed the horseman, resulting in his death. She offered herself to Satan. Damn. To seek revenge on those who did dirty to her family.
1: Also, very interesting to get your knickerbockers in a twist over the idea that somebody came in and stole your home. Mm Mm-hmm. On American soil, Mm -hmm. Northern American soil, where you slaughtered and stole the home from Native Americans. I mean, I digress. Wait till your month. I know. know. Wait till it is not November yet. We're still in spooky. I didn't even bring up the fact that Washington Irving described Native American medicine men as wizards.
0: Uh, As wizards. (laughs) As a wizard. Uh, Anyways. Hey, we are talking some Harry Potter references. That's right. Oh, my God. (sighs) So, yeah. She offered herself to Satan to seek revenge on those who did her family dirty. We see her kill some random woman that she used as the body replacement for herself. And we see that she fucked the reverend in the woods. Wiping the blood all over him. And that. She also killed her twin. Damn. Who was the witch in the woods. She cut off her head with the axe. That was the twin? Was the witch in the woods? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for Katrina, young Masbeth saw what was going down. He tries to sneak up on the lady from behind, but obviously she can sense him coming. So Masbeth and Katrina run away as Ichabod is coming in the distance And the horseman is also on their trail. Ichabod gets in and they try to barricade themselves in the windmill. But obviously the horseman is too strong. So they escape from the top by hanging from like the blades of the windmill. Yes. And they set fire to the windmill with the horseman inside. But is that going to be enough?
1: I mean, it's not enough for Jason or Michael. So I don't know why it'd be enough for a horseman. Has ever worked? Didn't fucking work for Chucky either, right? Doesn't Don't work for anyone. Burn anything.
0: that motherfucker.
1: In all fairness, it kind of worked for Chucky a for little a minute, bit, yeah. But yeah,
0: it didn't stop mm-hmm. him permanently. So now we've got a race by carriage into the woods, and the horsemen hot on their trail. And they, the horseman leaps from his steed daredevil onto the carriage, where Ichabod does his best to defend them, and Katrina steering from the front. And they're fighting on the top, and Ichabod instructs Masbeth and Katrina to jump from the carriage onto the horses just in time as they hit a branch, detaching one from the other, and then he jumps from the carriage to the thing that carries everything, right? So he's, like, hanging behind the horses Mm -hmm. as they run. And we see the headless horseman just kind of, like, go off into the woods. Then, just as we think the horseman is gone... He comes back. He's about to cut off Katrina's head. And Ichabod finds his skull. Oh. hmm When he places the skull back on the skeletal remains by the tree, mm-hmm. the body starts to reform. Like the flesh starts to come back onto the horseman's body. We see his face, like, come back to the original state. Christopher Walken is back in town. Uh Uh-huh. To reveal the true horseman. Katrina and Ichabod embrace. (laughs) They see that the fucking witchy woman or whatever, the Lady Van Tassel, the horseman has figured out that it was her. So he got her and he's carrying her by horse, by steed, and like right before they go back into the tree, he bites her face. It's almost like a kiss, but it's okay. not. He's like biting her whole outer mouth. Okay. And it's a whole it's a whole fucking moment. All right. And then he carries her like yeah bitch karma's fucking here right mm-hmm. you broke that twig into the tree and her hand is sticking out as the tree closes bye bitch right it's it's a it's a whole thing okay yep <laughs> i got it <laughs> i got it um, is it at the end yes <laughs> I have literally one last bullet. And I'm like, yep, 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 yeah. yep, 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 yep,
1: All right. Uh, Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. It's right. With peace, finally, in Sleepy Hollow, we know that that bitch Van Tassel is in the tree. <laughs> and everyone else. That bitch Van Tassel
1: <laughs> might also be the name of the- there's a lot to choose from.
0: We see that Ichabod and Katrina and young Masbeth all return to New York to start their new life in the dawn of the new century. The end. Beautiful. Oh my god. What a movie. Oh my goodness. What a recap. detailed and so well-made and the acting is so good and it's just oh it was great it was fun to
1: listen to it again because i've seen it a million times but there's still things i forgot about there was so
0: much i forgot again so great i I own it on dvd i see and i only have it on vhs
1: whoa it's ancient (laughs) ancient
0: how many knives do you give it b okay for the story, like for the actual whatever. I'm, I'm as
1: a person watching the movie, forget the story of Sleepy Hollow. As a movie, how many knives? I mean, as a movie, it's a four. Four. But you want to compare it to the original Sleepy Hollow, the legend of Sleepy Hollow by yeah, Washington like a, Irving. It's like a two. Yeah. yeah it doesn't yeah. stick too Yeah, close. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we said, I think you're not even a third of the way into the movie when the actual story
0: ends. the legend of sleepy hollow ends. yeah they're exactly i mean we've got names and we've got similarities even like i can't remember too much about the cartoon
1: but i remember other things about sleepy hollow besides this movie where it feels like it goes on longer than just he's chased one time by the headless horse ryan, ryan. And that's the end. Like, yeah. I feel like he has a couple of encounters with the Headless Horseman and other things that I've seen or watched. Right. So,
0: so like in the movie, he gets like spooked in the woods, but it's not the horseman. And then he gets faked out in the woods by Brom and it's not the right. horseman. And it's like finally, when it is eventually the horseman, it's like the horseman's not coming for him.
1: Right. Mm hmm. All right. But as a movie, you give it a four.
0: Oh, it's a yeah. I mean, it's a great fucking movie. It is a great
1: movie. I'm going to probably watch it before Halloween. Yeah, because it's the perfect weather for it right now.
0: And I think it's perfect for your kids. Have they seen it?
1: No, of course not. I haven't.
0: I think I think it's great for them. Okay. I think it's going to be really good because even it though it's it. violent, it's not gory. Right. It's not like you've got blood. I mean, besides, the, really, the tree was probably the, the most bloodiest. graphic. Yeah, yeah. The tree is probably the scariest part, where he's just whacking away at it and just bloods all. No, over I'll definitely it. Yeah. watch it with them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest has been begging me to watch Child's Play.
1: Yeah, which I think that we could do. They more also th-
0: for want- that it's like it's more like the vulgarity of it, right?
1: They also want to watch um, the first Halloween, which I reminded them, like you watched it last year yeah. when we, like, had it playing on Auntie B's garage door or whatever.
0: And you left.
1: Yeah, they left to go count their candy. Yeah. And I'm like, but, yeah, you could probably do that. But I think Child's Play would be a little bit easier than Halloween.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, we're getting to that age, 11. Where yeah. they're ready to start watching, and if we air could some way like movies.
0: get our hands on like the made for TV version, because that's what we did with Cyrus, right? Nick's nephew, that one year, it was the made for TV Halloween. So it's edited, yeah. So it's not like the swearing and the titties and the sex and whatever. Yeah, all of that's cut out. And what scared him was the anticipation. Of course. It That's what's
1: scary of any
0: scary movie is the anticipation. You, it was when he heard the music and he was like, fuck. He knows something's coming. And something's going to happen. What's right. going to happen? And he's never seen it before. So he doesn't know what. And to, sometimes nothing happens. And, and that was it. That was exactly it. And that was me watching him watch it going. Yes, I remember how that feels. So, yeah, we'll probably watch some spooky movies with the kids at some point.
1: You know, I think Charles plays fine. Yeah, I think this is good. Even like I know it's not a scary movie, but I've been putting it off till they were a little bit older. But I think my oldest could really get into like Lord of the Rings, which I know is not a scary movie. But there are like some parts of Lord of the Rings that get like kind of dicey. Absolutely. The the Wraith Riders and all of that shit when they're following them through the Shire and outside of the Shire. That gets kind of scary. Uh- She's not gonna do Buffy. I haven't. Or yeah. You know, probably mm-hmm. they would. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think it holds up? Do you think they'll get how great it is? I rewatched it. Yeah, but we grew up with it. B. That's a soft spot in our hearts. I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So your look of the week. I. Do you m- think it should be a surprise reveal? I do. Uh huh. Okay. So we're not going to tell you what it is, but it's we, different than something we've ever done. before. This is this is a first time for us that we're going to um, we're really going like above and beyond for this one. I,
0: yeah, this is going to be unlike any other. Look I'm of the week. very excited. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, like we can't do it tonight. We it's cannot that, do it. tonight. No, it's not an option. We're really going to make something. We're going to make magic. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. Yeah. So, Bee's look of the
1: week is going to be a Halloween surprise for you, a mm-hmm. Halloween treat, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but it will be fun. You It'll will be get worth it. a little sneak peek of the town we live in, which you know, you guys hear about California. If you're not from here, you've never been here, you might think California you think like LA. That is not where Bee and I live. No. We live in the exact opposite of that so we have all these great trees that are changing colors it looks very new englandy right now in the town that we live in we're
0: very fortunate after having such a drought because from what i understand to get the colors you have to have a rain and so we're getting the rain that provides the colors we
1: are getting all Mm -hmm. kinds of tree colors i Posted a little bit on our Instagram, on our stories, um, THC podcast on Instagram. If you want to go check that out. And I was thinking my husband took the kids down like um, another part of town. He said the trees were like just going off. i They sure. were going crazy. Yeah. So we might, I might do that tomorrow and maybe post that. But we're definitely going to get be out and about. Out yeah. Of the, out of the
0: pod shed. Yeah. To take these pictures. Uh-huh. We're
1: very excited.
0: We're going to get out of the pod shed. We're going to get out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And it's maybe get some strange be, looks from some townspeople. It, it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have to get out of our beds to do it is already horrific. I mean, it's been a great episode. This I wait, we, we, we did history. We learned tonight. We had like some literature, right? All great. Some sound effects. I re- the weather. No, speaking of sound, I can't wait to listen to the thing on YouTube. I think that's going to be really cool. It's really fun. You yeah. should definitely play
1: it for Vi. You will love all the sound effects. Yeah. It is great. Um, Yeah, I think all in all, great episode. Super fun for Halloween. We are taking a break next week, but then we will be kicking off November with um, Native American History month and a recap of our personal halloweens because we have a lot planned for halloween we got a lot going on so it we will not tell you about it now because you guys don't want to hear us talk anymore but we will give you a recap next time but we hope you guys have a fun and safe and Mischievous and Halloween. Tell us what you're
0: doing. Let yeah, us tell know. us what you're going to be. Yeah.
1: Send me a picture of that costume. Please. Let me know what you're doing. We'll talk about it. We love it. It is our favorite holiday. It is our favorite season. It is our favorite month. It is currently our favorite weather. I will tell you, and again, we won't get too far into it because this is like next episode material, but get to be jealous of me, B, because I work downtown in mm-hmm. our small town. Which means on Friday I get to be a part and of trick Street. See,
0: I know, and I get to
1: hand out candy. I
0: can't. We never get to do. Which them. is great
1: because B and I live in the unincorporated part of town. So even if we didn't have kids, that we had to go trick or treat we with a
0: bribe. Kids. We don't
1: get trick or treaters no. where we live. There's mm-hmm. no sidewalks. There's no street lights. No one's coming We're to where we literally live.
0: Literally asking people like, please come and I will give you regular size. Candy we'll bars, do the most, please.
1: Um. So I'm so excited because I get to see trick-or-treaters and know. give out candy. Aww. I cannot wait. So, so cute, super fun. We have a lot of Halloween plans, a lot of things going on. We will let you know all about them on the next episode, which is will be in, what, two weeks? Yep. And we hope you guys have a great Halloween. Enjoy. I, I can't believe it's the end of October already. Of course, the month that we love and the season we love goes by in a flash. Summer lasts. For goddamn ever. But this shit goes by in a blink of an what, eye. What happened? I want to cry about I, it. Right, I will cry right now. What happened? But we, I am trying very hard to slow down. We're clinging and Soak on, it
0: in. Clinging to and every just moment.
1: love it so much. And I hope you guys are also loving it so much. And we will report back. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Happy Halloween, you bitches. Boo!